little disclaimer before I say what I'm about to say that I am uh, not well versed, nor am I much of a fan of musical theater. Um, but I'm aware of Jesus Christ Superstar, which was a uh, musical from 1970 that is kind of about the last few weeks of Jesus's life and uh, some of his disciples' um, last interactions with him. And it's a dramatized, kind of purposely anachronistic, modern retelling of the, of the story of Jesus. And it's kind of a, an attempt to humanize him, too, and some of his friendships. But particularly with Mary Magdalene, we see this in the Da Vinci Code as well, um, this preoccupation with Jesus's love life, that maybe Mary Magdalene and Jesus had kind of a thing going. And there's a, a, a song that she sings uh, because she clearly loves him in more than just a theological agape sense, but an erotic, romantic sense. Uh, and she is singing this love song about, I don't know how to love you. You know, I, I feel so, I've known so many men, but you scare me how much I love you and, and all this stuff. Um, again, presuming that she's the woman caught in adultery and other things that are debatable. But um, in any case, uh, it's kind of a mystery because it's very clear how Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Like, the, the Jesus of the Gospels, at least. Um, it, I mean, he is human, so of course he could have easily, there's nothing that says he couldn't have felt that kind of romantic, eros love towards any number of people. Um, but he was always about his Father's will, which was no greater love than this than to lay down your life for your friends. Um, and he makes it quite clear what he expects of us if we love him to love one another and remain in my love. Not in a superficial sense. Again, nothing against romantic love, but it must always give way if it's not to fall in on itself and be that kind of ego, drama, painful thing unless it's open up to this self-gift, this self-giving. Even romantic love that gives way to marriage must give way to agape, self-giving, the love of the cross. And that's what Jesus is always calling us to is... Um, if you love me, keep my commandments. Love one another as I have loved you. This challenge of, of the gift of the self. And it makes me think of um, Bishop Barron when we were in the seminary, who's our rector. And he would you know, talk to us about these ebbs and flows of, of religious feeling. When you, you, you go to seminary and you love God so much and you want to give yourself away. You want to be this um, total self-gift like Christ. But then you kind of feel these you know, this desolation, this dryness, this uh, lack of, of excitement about being a priest, and, and you start to think, is this really my calling? And he says, that's the moment. Go visit a sick person. Go do something for the poor. Go to the jail and visit someone in prison. Go, go to be with someone who is suffering and suffer with them. And if you would do that, it was like, almost like a magic trick, almost like a life hack. Like it would, that, that blueness, that, that, melancholy would sort of lift gently because you got into the, the river of God's self-giving love. You, instead of falling into this navel-gazing, self-absorbed, like, what do I need to do to be happy? How do I need my life to work out so that I get everything that I want? Instead, you, you change your perspective on the world and you say, what can I give? And that's why this is good news, actually. This is not like Jesus giving us another list of rules or another heavy burden. It's an act of mercy, but he says, you can, you can participate in my life by receiving and remaining in my love. And for, I can attest to myself that 
my vocation in many ways was, was saved by the summers during seminary when I, I went to this orphanage in El Salvador two summers in a row to, to learn Spanish and was with these orphan children, uh, hundreds of kids uh, who just needed to be loved and who loved me in return. And it was like this totally uh, epiphany moment where you, you realize that the priest is the father to the fatherless, like that, that we get the privilege in some ways of just glimpsing what God sees towards his children, which is that he would give his whole self for them. Um, I remember doing a, a summer in the hospital of you know, uh, 40 hours a week of just visiting sick people, sick and dying, being there when people removed care in the last moments of, of life, uh, life, life support and stuff, and, and being with families and praying with them in these super challenging situations I never would have chosen to be in. But I would go home at night and pray, and I just think, wow, God, how did you decide to include me in this, uh, in this love for your people? Or just um, this program I did in Omaha for 10 weeks, my second year in seminary, and me and a seminarian were assigned every week to visit people in their homes. And just getting into the behind the scenes of, of people's lives and, and being with them in their suffering, sometimes on hospice or, or sometimes people with degenerative diseases that have been stuck at home for years and years, just to bring them communion, to talk to them, to love them. I received this as a gift. It wasn't like a chore list, you know, which, and this is important because God loves us no matter what, right? His love is not dependent somehow on whether we love him back or whether we love one another. He said, it's not you who chose me, I chose you. What does St. John say? And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. That's an axiom. You can take it for granted. God loves you infinitely, no matter what. Even if you hate him, even if you hate your neighbor, even if you're a lousy person, he's head over heels in love with you and wants to include you in his life of love, that gives you life. Um, he says, as the Father loves me, so I also love you. He wants to include us, not just in like, the general love idea, but the love that created the universe, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the communion of persons that is the Trinity. As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Come, remain in my love. So the thing is to receive it, and to remain in it. Um, but that means we have to put ourselves at his disposal. There's, a, there's an abandonment of self that, that has to happen. There's a trust. And sometimes it, it's helpful just to, when you, when you feel this hesitancy to trust in God, when, you, when you're like, I don't feel happy and I don't quite know what I need to be happy, and I'm suspicious that if I really turn myself over to God and do something challenging, um, that, that it won't work out, is to just... St. Ignatius says this, to, to just count your blessings, to, to be grateful for, for the things, to, to call to mind all of the gifts that God has constantly poured out on you. This is his contemplation on attaining the love of God, is to, is to first of all have an intimate knowledge of the many blessings received, he says. So to, to just call to mind, to picture, to imagine all the ways that God has loved you and is continuing to love you right now. And to say, yeah, God, you really do have my best interests at heart. Like, I can do no better than to, to simply trust you. And then to acknowledge that, you know, this phrase, random acts of kindness. There was a professor in our uh, seminary who hated that phrase because he said there's no such thing. It's all in God's providence. It's all ordained. The acts of kindness that you are called to do, that I am called to do, are in God's providential plan for our lives. <clears throat> right now, 
you have on your heart some act of kindness for some concrete person. It's not a random thing like, oh, I just need to like throw some money out in the street and hope that somebody needs it. It's to love incarnationally the people that he has put in our lives and, and to, to know that we are never alone. That's the sign of God's love for us is that he gives us people to love. That's how we receive and we remain in his love is by turning ourselves over, making a gift of ourselves. He doesn't make it a mystery how we are to love him. If you love me, keep, your, keep my commandments. My friends are those who love their neighbors, who do my will, who keep my commandments.